It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. Good morning, humanity. Good morning, Facebook. Good morning, Instagram. Good morning, strangers from the internet. Good morning, friends that join us weekdays at 8 a.m. Central for the Start Today Morning Show. My name is Dave. I live here. I feel like we are living separate lives this week, Rachel Hollis and I, because she is not here this morning. She is already at the dang office trying to get one last solid day into this week before Thanksgiving comes around, and uh, I'm here for it, so I'm going to be here, your cruise director, your shaman, your leader of the Start Today Morning Show conversation on a Friday. Sounds like Noah's excited about this show starting in the hallway. She's going through it. You know why she's going through it? I took her to see Frozen last night. Not the movie, but a play that was happening in the auditorium of the middle school where Jackson Hollis goes to school because Jackson Hollis is the stage director of the local performance. Bless him, it was a fantastic show, but for her, a human who likes to go to, go to sleep. Oh, there she is. I love you. Have a good morning. I'll see you when you come back. Uh, we were up past her bedtime. I, uh, I put up some I put up some videos in my story of us enjoying our time together on uh, in the audience, and I am telling you, for an hour and probably I don't know ten minutes. Gosh, she was so excited to be there, and then at an hour and eleven minutes, she was absolutely not excited to be there any longer. And uh, I recorded a video of the very, very end of the performance because she went from like joy, 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 joy down in her heart to disgust, disgust, disgust. Oh my goodness, you look so nice today. I like your pigtails. I like the choice in sweater. Fantastic. Hold on. Let's just, let's just go ahead and let this grumpy monster come in here and say hi. All right, you want to say hi to everybody? Yeah. Oh my goodness, look at this sweater. Oh, you got your shoes on from last night too? Unbelievable. Ugh. All right. Can you say good morning to everybody? Morning, everybody. Now, can you tell everyone how was Frozen? Was it good? Yeah. Did you get to see the princesses last night? Uh -huh. Oh, whoa, what is this? Do you have on leopard shoes today? Did you pick those out? Yeah. Oh, I like them. And look at this. Are there tassels on your sweatshirt? I want to well, No one can see you when you're down there. I want to yeah, no one can see you. You're now completely off the screen. Okay. Good morning. Noah, you know what I'm excited about? Tomorrow. I want you to say hi real quick. Okay. What I'm excited about is... And I'm going to complain about going on a Thanksgiving vacation here. So go ahead and gag reflex, lock it down. Uh, I am uh, flying tomorrow with Noah, Sawyer, and Ford 
because we originally bought tickets and then didn't realize that the last day of the performance that Jackson is the stage manager for is on Saturday night. So Rachel and Jackson will come the day later. But that means that I'm going to have a very wonderful, amazing travel day with this very precious, cute monster. Are you a monster? Yes, you are a monster. The best monster, though. Uh, we're going to head to Hawaii with my parents and uh, start a little bit of a Thanksgiving tradition, potentially, of having turkey in 81 degree temperatures instead of in the chilly temperatures of the hill country of Texas. So I'm excited about that. Um, listen, yeah, will Bob be traveling or will Noah be traveling? Are you going to travel or is Bob going to travel? I think it might be Bob. Uh, Y'all, if you are new to what is happening here, let me just tell you, you're a part of the Start Today that Morning Show. What? Is, is that you? I oh, Noah just made this, everybody. So congratulations to being witness to her, art her artistic genius. Are you a genius? Yeah. Yes, you are. Can you show everybody what you made? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The cord's stuck. Uh-oh, you knocked the, knocked the microphone over. <laughs> oh, all right, what did you make? Is this a sun? Yeah. Yeah? That's beautiful art. Unbelievable. I can color more. Different. You're going to color more? Okay. So, you are listening to the Start Today Morning Show. And you know what? We haven't played the song in a little bit. Should we play the song? Yeah. You like the morning show song? Yeah. You want, can you sing it with me? All right, let's see. Let me see if I can find it though. What do you got? Sing it. What do you got? You can't? Maybe I can help you. It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rich and Dave. Don't choke. It's the morning. Don't, don't choke. Don't choke. Don't choke. I know you get excited about that morning show. All right. You got to take Jackson to school. Come back and see me when you're done. Okay. I love you. One moment, please. One moment, please. One moment, please. Oh. All right, go get Jackson to school, and I'll see you in just a few minutes. Wheels have come off this thing. There never were wheels. Don't you worry. So we are, number one, thank you to the Sarah Sunshine for... The song of songs, the song of the Start Today Morning Show. We appreciate that. Thank you to Ashley for making our sign. We're sending love, prayers to our friend Ashley. Uh, our sign maker, Ashley, her father passed away this last week, so we've been keeping her in our thoughts and prayers. Do that for me as well. Uh, we are a community of people that come together regularly, though we do not look the same, act the same, Vote the same, love the same, believe the same, look, uh, do anything the same, really. And in those differences, maybe are afforded the opportunity to create a little empathy between each other. And in that empathy are able to 
learn about what it might be like to go through and do life through the experience of somebody else's experience. Uh, We are doing something called The Last 90 Days. The Last 90 Days is this notion that we are going to finish the last three months of the year in a way that we might normally try and approach the beginning of a new year. And we are past the halfway mark, so congratulations on having passed the halfway mark. This week we have been talking about comparison. Comparison. Ooh, comparison is such a thing that can get in your way. And uh, I, uh, though you may not be aware of it, I was gone for a couple of days reading my book into a microphone. I, am, uh, rec- I recorded the audio book, the audio audible version of the book. And as I was doing it, I was thinking uh, many times, man, there's so many conversations inside the book about the way that comparison gets in our way. And I thought, uh, because I have not been here, because I'm excited about it, because I just read it into a microphone, that maybe I would, for Friday, uh, just do a quick reading out of a portion of the book and a chapter that has the lie, things that are possible for other people aren't possible for me. The lie, things that are possible for other people aren't possible for me. It's all about Comparison and this idea that I was storytelling in my head that certain things that were available to other people, certain things that other people possessed as talents or skills, certain things that I thought other people were gifted as things that they could do or things I could not do because I've had a more fixed mindset for more time in my life than I have had a growth mindset. And so it took me understanding a little bit better why I was telling myself those stories or why I was believing those lies because in believing those lies I was stuck and kept in my own way and in shining a light on and making those lies unbelievable it's unlocked the possibility of me pursuing and achieving literally anything so I think if you can also shine light on the things especially around this conversation of comparison that today get in your way and keep you from being great, man, the sky's the limit. Let's finish the week strong, shall we? Out of the chapter, the lie, things that are possible for other people aren't possible for me. Tall people can't be runners. I wish I could tell you where I heard this notion, but it was something I was taught and believed for 36 years of my life. It had something to do with hips or joints or how much weight you had to haul, At six feet, four inches tall, I was told that running was a thing I couldn't or shouldn't do, so I didn't. Then one day, out of nowhere, my right hand at the office challenged me to a 5K race. We were both super competitive. He'd been a runner his whole life. But when he, also a few older than me, challenged me, I was up for the challenge. I wasn't in great shape, but I liked the idea of showing him what youth and initiative could do. He took me to school, smoked me good. It was the perfect introduction to something I'd been told I couldn't do. It gave me motivation to see whether I could get better at it. That same colleague helped me build a plan for my next race and the one after that. He helped me take a belief that I'd clung to and threw it on its head. Eight years later, I've run 14 half marathons, including two on back-to-back weekends and one adventure marathon in the wild hills of Ireland. I am a runner. 
I am a tall runner. I take it to the roads every day. The only thing that defines what you can become is you. Letting something external determine your worth or your trajectory is what is called a limiting belief. Limiting beliefs, in fact, are what all chapters of this book are about, lies that hold us back in some way. When I first heard this term, it sounded like therapy speak, like something that someone who jumps up and down at a personal development seminar at a local hotel ballroom talks through on the third Saturday of each month. But here's the thing. It's not that at all. It's not fancy. It's actually pretty simple. Limiting beliefs are the things we mistakenly hold as truths about ourselves. As they inform our identities, it gives us permission to pursue certain dreams, act in a certain way, have confidence or no confidence in our abilities, or think we do or don't have the right to do certain things. We think these are laws, that we have to learn to live within their bounds, but this is simply not the case. Listen to this line. You create the limits for what's possible in your life. You decide. You choose that reality. You choose that reality. We, be, we believe that we have limitations for a whole host of reasons that we'll get into, but, I, but when you believe the lies about what's possible, we rob ourselves. And if we aren't aware of them, we'll never fully be able to get out of our way. So I'm going to skip down just a little bit because... For my experience in my life, limiting beliefs, the lies that I was telling myself, the ways that I was comparing what I believed my ability to be relative to the abilities of other people, they tended to come in a, a few buckets. So what are these limiting beliefs more specifically? They're the stories we believe that hold us back just by giving them weight. Those tracks that play on a loop in the background of our unconscious, telling us what we can or can't do. Examples in my life included, believing this is just how things are done, right? So this would be something like, they don't hire people this old, or you need to have more experience to do this, or like, it's always been this way, so if it's always been this way, it has to be that way in the future, right? The second one, believing that since you're not like someone else who does well in a certain area that you'd like to do well in, it's just not possible for you, right? Believing that since you're not like someone else who does well in an area that you'd like to do well in, it's just not possible for you, right? So if you watch me and you're like, man, that Dave, he's a good speaker. I could never do what he does because he speaks so well. I love you, buddy. Have a good day. If you believe like, oh man, you're comparing yourself to the way that I speak and you're like, oh man, I could never do what Dave does because Dave speaks so well, that is a story that you have told yourself. You've decided in believing that story to limit the possibilities of what you can achieve because you've just taken that as truth. That is not truth. It, it, your brain believes it to be truth, but that's not truth. Uh, Number three, identifying yourself as a person who has talent in one area that disqualifies you from the possibility of excelling in another, right? You've decided you're good at this thing. You're good at human resources. So you could never be someone who works in marketing. You are a person who's good at sales. So you could never be someone who works in finance. And that's just a lie. 
right? And sometimes there's a conversation that you have to have like, I want to be a good mom. And so I could never pursue this side business because I couldn't possibly be a good mom and pursue this side business. That's, a, that's just a story you're telling yourself. It's a story that probably was passed to you from someone that you love or crave love from. Most likely your mom or your, or your mother-in-law, uh, certainly society at large. And your decision to accept that story as truth is now a thing that becomes true for you, though it's not actually true. It's just a story that you've told yourself. It's a limiting belief. Okay. Uh, another one, believing you can't do something even if you've never tried it. So this is like the running thing, right? I don't run, so I could never run a marathon, right? I don't run, so I could never run a marathon. Well, that's a lie. If you want to run a marathon, you can run a marathon. But if you've told yourself a story that other people are built, are wired, have the ability to do something like run a marathon, but not you, that comparison that you've afforded their predetermined ability to run and your predetermined ability not to run, that becomes a self-fulfilling thing. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And then uh, the last one I wrote down, taking the principles from your childhood and the society you grew up in and automatically assuming they are true without testing, right? So for me, I'm a man. I know, shocker, I'm a man. So like real men do or don't do kind of axioms, the things that I was taught as a boy from my father, from TV, from the way that church or society at large told me how a good man, a real man, a, 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 like a, a man's man showed up in life. Those things, some of those things serve me. There are parts of what I was taught that serve me, but there are parts of those things that absolutely are stories that keep me from being who I am today, right? Like I lived as a man's man, as a good man, as, the, as, a, as a real man for a long time, which meant don't be really in touch with your emotions. Don't really be authentic and true transparently with what you're struggling with. Never confess that you need help. And I got stuck at the bottom of a ditch because of trying to live up to the stories that I had been taught as the truth of what real men do. And so you're going to have to decide like good girls don't. Okay, like good girls don't what? Good girls don't hustle. Good girls don't speak up. Good girls don't like push for getting promoted as often or more than men. Like good girls don't. That's a series of lies. In my experience, most limitations are created from and rooted in fear. Fear of what other people will think. Fear of deviating from the norm. Fear of failure. Fear of rejection. Fear of being exposed as the work in progress. You're not that curated image of perfection you post daily on Instagram and Facebook. Insecurities about standing out in a way that could set you up for comparison, judgment, or ridicule are most of what keeps each of us marching to the beat of traditional norms. This is why humans tend to follow in the footsteps of people we saw as mentors when we were young, who we celebrated in media, the movies, or the press, right? You've seen this behavior modeled for so long, it's safe to just follow the pack and follow the herd and not deviate from the norm. But in doing it, you are giving up the possibility of fully living into who you were put on this planet for because some of those stories don't serve you. Operate out of fear. You don't need to operate out of fear. 
I operated out of fear for a long time and that fear led me into a ditch. It led me into getting stuck. It led me into midlife crisis. And it wasn't until I was able to shine a light on why I believed the stories I did that I was able, whoop, that I was able, whoop, to change the story. So these are things called limiting beliefs. And what you are going to need to do when you get confronted with comparison of other people, with the worry of what they think, with the insecurity about deviating from the norm, you are going to have to ask yourself, is there another story you could tell that would help you avoid the traps, that would help you avoid the pit that you might walk into because of these limiting beliefs? And those beliefs are called empowering beliefs. How do you take your limiting belief and turn it on its head? For me, like, let's just go back to the ones I pointed out, right? Believing that this is just the way things are. They don't hire people without this much experience, or they don't hire people that are this old, or they don't hire, right? If you are clinging to a story that says that you are not today qualified for the thing you know would unlock the gift that you were on this earth to gift to others, how do you reposition the thing that you currently believe is limiting you into a positive, right? I was placed in jobs all the time where I had no experience. And so the absence of experience for me became an unfair advantage. It became a secret weapon. I may not have experience, but in the absence of experience, that fresh set of eyes that I bring to this problem is likely exactly what this problem needs. I may have a few more years under my belt, so I'm a little too old for this job. But in that age comes experience, and experience in this work, in this day, in this team is exactly what you need. How do you position your unique life experience as exactly what the situation calls for instead of believing the lie that they would have you believe that you're unqualified, that you shouldn't put yourself out there, that you should go back to your side, to your small, to your quiet, to your, right? Because if you leave it to them, the collective them, trust me, they are not interested in aligning with your core values. They are interested in doing things that protect themselves or that protect the balance of the way things have always been. And there ain't going to be a way for you to be this full, wonderful contributor giving the gifts that you've been given if you are willing to let other people, society at large, your mother-in-law, the worry of being judged by other moms at PTA, whatever it is, tell you what's possible for you. It ain't about them. They don't have to live at the end of your life with the regret of not chasing your dreams. And by the way, they're probably not even thinking about you. So your worry of comparing yourself to them is a wasted amount of time and a wasted amount of emotion. If you believe that since you're not like someone else who does well in a certain area that you couldn't do well in it, that's a story you're telling yourself. And by the way, if you decide, you know what, that's just my, that's just my thing, right? Like I've had conversation with people. They're like, my family of origin, you just don't understand, Dave. It must be nice to come from your family because my family of origin, this is just the way we're wired. This is just the way we are. We're just big boned. We're just this. We're just not motivated. We're just, well, okay. Keep telling yourself those stories. 
They're only true because you've decided to believe them. You could turn those stories into an empowering belief. You may have come from this family of origin, but that is uniquely the thing that positions you with an unfair advantage to deliver the kind of value that this world needs. Rachel Hollis has come and written about experiences in her childhood that I wouldn't wish on anybody. And those experiences are the reason why she is so uniquely equipped to deliver the kind of value that she delivers in her books and on these stages and through her coaching, period. So she could have told herself a story. She could, she could tell herself a story. You know what? I'm just not a person who could do this because I come from these situations that don't... No, she could have. But she decided instead to create an empowering belief that the things that happened to her happened for her, and then in having happened for her, though it may not be something that compares well to anything, that this is the reason why she's on this planet, and that by fully embracing who she is and where she's come from, she can maximize the utility of the gifts that she's been given. Let's go. I am, I'm, I'm on fire. I'll, I'll yell talk for the rest of time. I am on fire for this. I am excited Man, number one, I'm excited about you guys reading this dang book. I will say, it is a surreal, bizarre experience to spend two days sitting in front of a microphone, making sure that you say every single word that you have written correctly into a microphone. But also, I wrote this book over, I don't know, like an eight-month period. There were parts of this book that were written so long ago that in this journey that I've been on personally... There are parts of this book that I recognize, man, even that, even that statement that I made at the beginning of my writing is something that I'm already challenging a little bit by the end of this book. Because I am, and I hope that you are, like as a part of this community, always asking a better and different set of questions around how we're showing up and why we do the things that we do. I left the studio after two days of talking right inside of, uh, of, of this microphone. I left prouder now of this dang book than I was before I even went in to do it. That's a good sign. I mean, I guess you could leave a studio and be like, well, better luck next time. I'll get them. I left and I was like, let's go. I want to get out on the road and do this dang book tour. I cannot wait for people to hear and read things out of this book. Um, I'm excited. So anyway, thank you for indulging me on a Friday. Uh, we got five minutes left. Uh, I'm excited. Someone asked, who's the book for? Here's the thing. The book is for everyone, literally for everyone, right? I happen to have written it from the perspective of a man. I am a man. You are probably familiar with this. And so some of the things that I have a perspective on are through the lens of me being a man. But I think when I think about like, who's it for? It's for someone who has experienced getting in their own way, that has experienced struggle, that has experienced a want for more, but sometimes falling into the traps of believing things that kept them from being their greatest self. In some ways, it's similar to the book that Rachel, Rachel wrote in Girl, Wash Your Face, except for two things. One, I am telling in every single chapter stories that are very specific to my journey, stories that in sometimes include obviously Rachel, but they're through the lens of my perspective and my experience. But more importantly, I am not wired like my wife. And so the difference in how I will teach coaching and the difference in how I speak on stage is the difference in how I wrote this book. I wrote it through the lens of someone who has been skeptical of tools. I wrote it through the lens of someone who has been fixed 
mindset oriented instead of growth mindset oriented. And I've written it through the lens of someone who has struggled to be motivated every single day. I've been super, super successful in my career. I think we're you know, doing a lot of great work right now at the Hollis Company, but I am not motivated like my wife. I don't have a mindset like my wife. I don't have the belief in these tools and the certainty of these tools like my wife. And so through that skepticism, fixed mindset and motivational challenge, you're going to hear if you relate in any way how I navigated my way in and out of a super hard stuck season and in the decision to leave the harbor, right? A ship is safe in harbor. That's not what ships were built for, right? In the decision to leave the harbor, it's not like, oh, I made this choice and now everything is easy. Because I think a lot of the stories in this also deal with once you decide to leave the harbor, buckle on up. <laughs> buckle on up because the decision to now fully live into who you are and who you were meant to be and do things that will make you uncomfortable for the benefit of that discomfort come with hard stuff. And so I get into coping mechanisms, the importance of habits and routine, the way that I've had to really be disciplined about my mindset and the, the things I've had to do to engineer motivation in a way that Rachel doesn't. And, and I, that takes nothing away from who she is or how she teaches. But man, it's just completely, like we are just completely different. And I think the storytelling from my side is completely different. Uh, I did cry at one point reading my own book, which I think is a good sign. The story of Noah uh, and our adoption journey was a place where, dang, I got super emotional. But uh, I mean, I, I, tell, <laughs> I told all the stories. I mean, there are a couple of times where I have taken emails that Rachel sent to me calling me to the carpet and I published them word for word. Uh, I, of course, got her permission to do so, but I thought it important to model how we, in the pursuit of an exceptional relationship, have decided that exceptional only comes through us deciding to be very direct and very honest in our pursuit of accountability as much as exceptional. And so, dang it, uh, it's hard for me. I got pride like anybody else. It's hard for me to have to acknowledge the note she had to send when I was not showing up well for the team, the note she had to send when my drinking tipped past the point of being casual and in control. But I, but I share them because I think it's important to talk honestly about the way that we have pursued having an exceptional relationship. And some of that has been super, super radical candor. So, all right. Are there any questions? Hello. Are there any questions before we head into the weekend? I am excited for this weekend. I'm excited for a 12-hour travel day with Noah Hollis tomorrow. Woo! That is going to be fun. That is going to be fun. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, 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 how does Rach read five books a week? It's crazy. Um, the first way that Rachel reads five books a week is she does not watch any television, like nothing. I am still a person who has three shows that I will tend to catch up on over time. And she doesn't, she doesn't watch anything. So every, every night she's reading a book and she, she loves to read. Um, so that's part of it is just, that's where she prioritizes. When do the goal getter boxes ship? They shipped. Bless. Holy cow. I want to just say thank you to everyone for their patience 
the Goal Getter boxes sh uh, have started shipping this week. They, um, every single one of them will have shipped by today. So uh, if you have not received them yet, just stay tuned. Dang it, I'm excited for you all to get them. So um, that's, that's good. Are there any more terrace tickets available for Fort Myers? Guess what? Uh, as a part of our Hollis Days uh, Cyber Monday event, we are opening up a few more terrace tickets for both Fort Myers and Toronto. So take a look at that. Uh, has Rachel ever gotten a letter from me? Absolutely. Um, but that's for her to include in her book. I mean, she certainly shared stories about her perspective in relationship with me and Girl Wash Your Face. Uh, this was my turn to share my perspective of um, her helping keep me accountable. So I'm excited about that. Uh, let's see. Book tour dates. The book tour. So the book comes out on March 10th. The first date of the book tour is March 12th. And then I'm heading to 24 cities over the seven or so weeks of time after that. So I'm excited about that. Can you pre-order the book? Darn right you can. Uh, you can pre-order the book anywhere that books are sold. And if you pre-order the book, you can go to getoutofyourownwaythebook.com and you can hear the first 30 minutes of the book today. Uh, I'm also, uh, I just saw the edit for an e-course that I put together, which was called, which is called How Do I Find My Why? Or uh, how, do, how Do I Find My Passion? How I Find My Why? And uh, it's just less than an hour long e-course that is going to be a free bonus if you pre-order the book that we will deliver in the first week of January to start 2020 well. Uh, my coaching topics. I do have a list of my coaching topics. I'm excited about my coaching. It's coming out here not terribly long for now. Uh, let's see. Uh, I am doing, just so that you're familiar, Rachel's not going to do coaching next year. I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to be doing life and business coaching. And the first coaching session starts in January, January 15th. And then it will end up being the first, I want to say, Tuesday of every single month going forward. The difference in my coaching and her coaching uh, is that the coaching itself is going to be uh, pre-recorded and the live component of it, this was a request that came from the audience, will be halfway between each coaching session in the evening so that you have an ability to go through the coaching and come with your questions and then for 90 minutes in between the coaching sessions We'll dive into any questions that you actually have, but life coaching, topics, deconstructing fear, how to hack your motivation, how to influence people well, a dive into your identity, constructive conflict, creating habits for your ideal life, engineering a successful pivot from one life stage to the next, the wildly important lessons in failure, how to create an exceptional relationship, so, uh, and, a, and a couple more, those are the life, life coaching topics on the business side. Uh, and again, life coaching for me, what's the difference between when Rachel coaches and I coach? Uh, you know, it's similar to the book. I'm going to coach through the lens of someone who has been more skeptical, who has had more of a fixed mindset, who has struggled with motivation. And I'm going to talk about how I've had to engineer a life around the way that I've been wired so that I could have the kind of life that I want today. But dang it, it's taken work. And so if you uh, relate in any way to those um, th that kind of wiring or you just want to have a conversation that might help you show up better for the people that you love or crave love from, fantastic. 
business coaching. I'm coming at it from having had a 20 or so year career inside of big corporate environments where I grew a career more than I grew businesses as much as I led big businesses. I started at Disney and as a coordinator and after 17 years became president of distribution and led a team of about a thousand people. So I'm going to talk about career growth and career journey and the wild differences that exist between corporate America and entrepreneurial startup kind of environments, because I think I have a unique perspective for that. So my business coaching topics include the power of influence, failure as your unfair advantage, how to get promoted, leading people well, creating culture, real strategic planning, engineering a successful work pivot, mastering public speaking and meetings, uh, defining your operating principles, emotional intelligence. So uh, anyway, I'm excited about that. I will, uh, again, uh, maybe a little unlike Rachel, you will know ahead of coaching coming out what the topics are for all 12 months, what date the coaching is going to happen for all 12 months, what days the live interactive stuff will happen in between the coaching sessions. Uh, if you end up signing for the full year, there is a goal getter component to this. You'll get a hat that is exclusive to goal getters. You'll get a start today journal that is exclusive to goal getters that says, let's go. And you'll get an autographed book of mine. So I'm excited about that. And those goal getter boxes will arrive when my book comes out on March 10th. So uh, we'll know all about that. Uh, anyway, I am excited. I know every time I say pivot, I think about Ross too. I know, I can't believe it. Anyway, I am super like, if you want to know like, Dave, what are you excited about in 2020? Coaching and the book, I am like, I'm bananas excited about it because I 100% know that I've been placed on this planet to do this work and to do this work well. And so uh, I'm excited. We are going to have coaching uh, launch the signups launch on December 2nd, which is Cyber Monday. And we're doing it that day because we're going to uh, give folks a discount if they're interested in coming in on that day. Uh, the uh, monthly off offer is if you buy one uh, month, you get a month for free. The annual offer is if you buy the whole package, there was already a, a nice big discount for the annual, but we're also going to take one extra month of cost out of there. And a goal getter just means that you've committed to doing a full year of teaching and, and coaching. Uh, we are, Rachel and I, working on, we're filming the Rise Together e-course. So there will be uh, a thing that we can make available for anyone who's in relationship that's interested in going through the curriculum and the workshop that we created as a live event, but have decided to do an e-course form so that you can do it in the privacy of your home. So I'm excited about that. You like this hat? Someone said, what is this Finnish strong hat? I do like this hat. Um, this hat, this is a hat that was featured at, uh, at Rise Business, but this hat, this stronger, better hat, modeled after my, my, my tats. I got tats everywhere. I'm turning into a tattoo person. Uh, they go up on the shop on uh, December 2nd as well. Uh, the, the discounts that we're going to have for the single day, that Monday, Cyber Monday, are the most aggressive that we have ever, ever done. So I'm super, super excited about that. These journals that are normally 24 bucks, they're $9.99 so that you can give them as gifts to every human inside of your life. Uh, I'm excited for it. So y'all, with that, it is Friday. It is time to let go of the comparison that might hold you back in your life. Don't 
worry about what they're doing. Don't worry about how qualified they are. Don't worry that they've already done it or that they are doing something. That you, don't worry about it. You do you. If you are today clinging to something as a limiting belief, you need to ask yourself a better set of questions about how you could turn the limiting belief into an empowering belief. The narrative, the stories that you tell yourself, those stories 100% are a barrier to you fully living your life. Uh, is my book available in audio? Yeah, I just recorded my audio book. For sure. So uh, come on down and uh, order a book if you want to order an audiobook or any book from anywhere. Then just go over to getoutofyourownwaythebook.com and listen to the first 30 minutes today. I am super, super jazzed about the way the first 30 minutes comes out and it's a great way to tee up the whole thing. What time are we going to have this Start Today Morning show next week? I do not know. But as Rachel mentioned yesterday... Since we're going to be on a Hawaiian time zone, it is not going to be at 8 a.m. Central. Because that's like four in the dang morning. So uh, we'll figure it out. We'll let you all know. And uh, we'll do it. We'll do it. I think we're going to try and do it every day except for Thanksgiving. Because we're going on a turkey trot with my mom and my pop. They, they don't even know like six miles with pop and lolly. Give me a break. Let's go. All right, y'all have a fantastic day. Have a fantastic weekend. We will see you next week from Paradise. Take care. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Start Today Morning Show podcast. If you want to actually see the episodes, make sure you tune in in the morning every weekday, 8 a.m. Central on Facebook and Instagram on basically every channel we have. Our theme song is from Sarah Sunshine. Follow her at The Sarah Sunshine. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die. <laughs>